in quite tough business market conditions that a lot of us are under at the moment, I think as in a company and part of culture and lots of other elements, to have things that you can celebrate about and stand back and feel proud of and feel that sense of belonging and feel for your employees that you're providing a great experience for them, that's going to be very attractive. You can talk about your values as a company all you like, and I know this in DNI. You know, you can say like this constant cheerleader that's sort of jumping up and down, and you know, it's Pride season. It's like out come the unicorns and rainbows, and then out come, you know what I mean. But actually, having certain things that really bring certain values to life and brings things out that makes people go, yes, actually, the company does value people, or they have thought about people. That's a strength. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Rewire podcast, a podcast that aims to rewire the real estate industry one story at a time. In this podcast, we talk about all things diversity and inclusion from gender, ethnicity, background and sexuality to the diversity of roles there are in the industry, to the diverse skill sets required and the need for diverse and inclusive thinking. I'm your host, Sam McClary, and on today's episode, we are celebrating International Men's Day. Let's give a whoop for that. Little whoop. Uh, and uh, we have uh, talked about it before on this podcast, but gender diversity and inclusion cuts both ways. It's not all about the girls. Um, and one of the biggest ways that I believe that we can um, work towards levelling that playing field when it comes to workplace gender balance is how we take time out of work for, for life events. Uh, and one of the biggest of those life events for many people is is having children. Um, so to talk uh, to us today about hopefully a transformative new initiative being launched at the moment today um, at Cushman Wakefield is Head of Diversity and Inclusion, Leng Montgomery. Leng, hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Happy International Men's Day. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's celebrate for everyone out, out there. And I know that there is, um, I was talking to some colleagues about uh, International Men- Men's Day and um, his, uh, he always remembers when it is because there's a um, comedian out there who loves to respond to everyone on International Women's Day and says, oh, why isn't there a men's day? With there is. Um, so um, hopefully he won't respond to us today. He will celebrate with us. But you are here not to talk about that. You are here to talk about what Cushman Wakefield is launching today, which is, is something very transmor- transformative, I think. So tell our listeners all about it. Yes. So today we're announcing in our company, which will be rolled out on, well, in January 2020, but it's a new enhanced paternity leave policy. We've called it a three plus three, which in a nutshell means that we're going to be giving six weeks paid leave to all of our colleagues that would take the paternity side of the leave. Now, just for context as well, it doesn't just mean men. This also would mean same-sex partners, Also, co-parents, anyone that is the non-birth partner, basically, taking that. Because also, we've updated a lot of our gender categories to include non-binary people, too. So that's why I use that term. Mm. But um, in a nutshell, how it will work is that now, going forward, when someone does take that side of leave, they will get three weeks paid in a chunk. But then there's another three weeks paid leave that they can take over an 18-month period flexibly. Mm. Because we want to... A, promote different types of leave for people, but also we think it's really important to promote flexible working and what works for people in our organisation. And we came up with the policy in collaboration with our Inspire programme. So Inspire is our diversity and inclusion programme, which has lots of different chapters sort of attached to it. So within those chapters or pillars or networks, we have people that that are sort of relating to gender, we've got socioeconomic, we've got work-life balance, LGBT, ethnicity, 
it goes on. We've also got Cush parents, and within those sort of areas as well, it's just very, very and also mental health and well-being is a massive piece that we sort of work on. But in collaboration with the Inspire Network, we had people from Gender, Work-Life Balance, and Cush parents, and they came up with a proposal. Or they talked about after doing some research and some listening from our own colleagues, what would be a better offering. And so working with that proposal and working through other areas of what we thought would be a better thing and better offerings to do, this is where we've come to where we are now. Excellent. And, wh- and what's, the, what's the hope for this scheme? Are you hoping that it will um, enable more people to spend time out of work with their family? You know, what's the, Im- what's the impact of that? And you, men- you ment- mentioned mental, mental health and me- mental well-being. Um, what y- what's the ambition for it, I suppose? Well, I think the ambition is that we know that we needed to have, that we had a good opportunity to create a better offering for people. At one aspect in our business, we always promote flexible working and more agile ways of working. I think lots of workplaces do that at the moment. They talk about it, but it's a bit empty. Mm. And actually, from listening more to new parents, actually within the first 18 months of a child's life, that's quite a critical time. But also sometimes there is a way of thinking, well, actually, would there be a better way of offering care? Because typically, if you just front load or you leave it up front with people in a lot of cases, that doesn't always work with modern life. And mm. actually, typically, if it's a first child or even second child, sometimes there's another relative that will be there for ages anyway. So sometimes if someone had some option of some additional work, that may not work. But also a few months down the line or maybe when the other parent goes back to work, it's nice to transition things into having good childcare, whereby the baby's been used to having a regular parent there. And then if there is anything else it just means that that offers more time. And also something that a lot of men have particularly said time and time again is that they felt they didn't get to see enough of their children. Mm. Because as we know, particularly talking from a UK perspective at the moment, um, you know, typically there is a situation in place whereby kind of one salary will pay for childcare and one salary will pay for rent and everything else. So it's kind of parents have to be working. Mm. And I suppose the ambition is that we know that people have to be working. We want them to be working. But there are different ways of balancing your work life. And that's something that Cushman and Wakefield has been very, very, I'd say very dedicated to examining and looking at. And this, I think, is one of an example of part of our flexible offering and being family friendly that we're trying to work towards. Mm, excellent. And in, in my uh, little intro there, I mentioned how um, we've certainly talked around the, the role of, of everyone in um, diversity and inclusion. The, the clue's in the title, isn't it? In inclusion, that, that that should be everyone. And I don't know, I, I've always, I'm not a parent, so I don't, um, I don't really know, but um, I've always thought that for balance to really come about there has to be no stigma placed on anyone who wants to take time off to be with their kids and uh, you know I guess the traditional way of thinking is it's okay for a woman to take time out to have children but it should be okay for any any parent to take time out to spend with their children shouldn't it? Absolutely and also as we know um children aren't just something that women have yeah. or it's a women's thing which is kind <laughs> of this really weird sort of thought because even you know I've, I've even heard some men sort of say well oh I've given so and so a baby like you know it's like it's, it's not you go down a shop and just buy something <laughs> and give it out you know but also the other area to examine now is that the modern the family is changing particularly in the British particularly here in the UK landscape mm. and everywhere actually but you know there are a lot of same-sex parents now I mean I'm a co-parent myself actually so 
even though there is a mother and father to children I'm in a sort of family situation with as well, I still have parental rights. Mm. And obviously it's, you know, luckily, again, at Cushman, I've been really lucky. I was able to explain that in my interview. No one really batted an eyelid, even though I think politely there was a bit of like, so you're a dad and there's another dad and there's this. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, at the same time, I know that if ever there's anything like having to go and pick up one of them from school or if one of them's been ill or anything, I'm able to take that leave straight away to go and do that. And I'm treated like an equal parent. So, mm. again having that flexibility is really important but that's why in the policy it's very explicitly stating that this could mean a co-parent or a same-sex parent and things like that because again I think when you have got a non-traditional family set up as well it's quite important to be explicit and specific about who you're referring to in terms of the family sure and again I think there are definitely cases where more people that take the paternity side of things definitely want to have more involvement and an active role within the upbringing of children and I think that sometimes if policies are a little bit backwards or if they're not so evolved, let's say, that is going to prevent that happening when, in fact, people's intention is to do that. Mm. And, and now, so we work in an industry that has sometimes been um, accused of um, not being um, very evolutionary, n not having evolved as fast as some of the others. This is a, a policy that is... is probably not overly common in our industry but I assume that there is a hope that um, Cushman can lead the way on this and is it something that as a as a business as um, uh, that you'd sort of share your best practice with uh, other firms within the industry is it something that you want others to come to you and say oh how does that work how do we implement that absolutely I mean one thing where I'm very lucky in my position as a DNI leader is the fact that diversity and inclusion, a lot of it is about collaboration, it's about celebration as well. Mm. So actually it's sort of those areas that can actually really, you can sing from the rooftops and actually I think that in quite tough business market conditions that a lot of us are under at the moment, I think is in a company and part of culture and lots of other elements to have things that you can celebrate about and stand back and feel proud of and feel that sense of belonging and feel for your employees that you're providing a great experience for them, that's going to be very attractive to people. And also the other things, that will help with your attraction and your talent pipelines because actually family-friendly policies and family-friendly companies are going to attract more women into the workplace as well. So it will benefit men and women. Mm. But also I just think overall, if there are ways that you can enhance your employee experience or create a better working environment for people, you're going to retain people longer as well. So there are a lot of clear business benefits for this. It's not just this sort of, let's just have a nice fluffy policy or look like, aren't we really nice? There's actually a key priority. And also what I feel it reflects is that how much we value the people in our company as well, because that's something I know from working in Cushman and Wakefield is very, very prevalent. People really value people there. So... Mm. I think it's just really nice to have something like this that sort of is an extension of that and actually really demonstrates that we respect that. Yeah, and and so you're announcing this um, to the firm today. Uh, yes. What what do you think the um, response is going to be like from from people in the business in in terms of their um, recognition of the the move and in terms of take up, I suppose. Well, I think that it is going to be positively received. I think from some of the groups of people that we have sort of discussed it with and in various bits, lots of people have sort of nodded very positively about it. I'm and also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But also I think in lots of ways it makes perfect sense. But also I think again 
it's just something that it's just being reflective of who we are mm. and I think one thing that's really helpful with certain policies or sort of changes to things in work is that you can talk about your values as a company all you like and I know this in DNI. you know you can say like this constant cheerleader that's just sort of jumping up and down and you know and it's pride season it's like outcome to unicorns and rainbows <laughs> and then outcome you know what I mean but actually having certain things that really bring certain values to life and brings things out that makes people go yes actually the company does value people or they have thought about people that's a strength and that's something that I think going into 2020 is a really nice thing to start the year off with. Absolutely and um, Lord knows we need some positive um, things to go into 2020 <laughs> with at the, at the moment so, uh, um, so well done for giving us some hope uh, and uh, um, for um, in terms of take up within within the business, are you are you um, hopeful that there are there are plen- plenty of parents there um, that uh, that will say actually this this work works for me and uh, I'm you know I'm happy to be a um, sort of a, a first first mover on on this and and I suppose especially from senior level level people because I think. Um, in most businesses, we kind of need to see our our leaders do something to make us feel like well, it's okay for us to do it as as well. Absolutely, I think that's a really valid point. And in terms of anything like this, as soon as something is set out in stone that this is how you can do something, that I think automatically unlocks a lot of the permission giving mm. because it's not, you know, for example, now on front load, people will get three weeks straight away. But also, interestingly. Um, in a lot of other companies as well and also analysing certain bits of data as well that certain companies have typically with paternity leaving companies anyway typically how it would be would be someone would maybe have their statutory two weeks but then they might book holiday time on top which is usually an extra week to two weeks so actually I think it's something that won't be too much of a a shock to the system or a surprise to people because actually usually when someone takes paternity leave in particular you usually expect that they're out for a few weeks anyway Mm. you know the only difference is you know that they come back a lot quicker than when it's maternity leave because it would be a bit weird next week to see someone in there <laughs> in that situation. But, you know, it's it's that sort of... And I think on the subject of well-being as well, I think, I think one thing that will be interesting over time to sort of look at with a policy like this, because I can't... Obviously, I can't look too much into the future right now, but from some other areas that I've done some research in terms of well-being, things like that. And actually, I think this, if there's policies that mean that actually the parent, the, there's two parents around more, that there's a bit more presence from both, I wonder if long-term this actually might help with things like postnatal depression that might be suffered by people because suddenly feeling that you've got this baby and you're all on your own, that's going to be very scary. Mm. But also, to another point, to a new parent that perhaps is the father... They have, I think their well-being has to be looked out for as well because actually it must be an immense pressure to suddenly think, I've got to provide, I've got to do all these things, and those are really high-pressure activities. So, again, because at Cushman & Wakeford, we are so committed to mental health, and that's something that I've been really, really impressed by, seeing the sort of level of care that's been going on. Um, I'm curious to see over time, and I think uh, some follow-up actions will be to start doing things like colleague listening groups and things just to start tracking and monitoring the long-term mm-hmm. progress. You know, so in two years' time, it would be interesting to have this have that question again, maybe. But yeah, well maybe you can come back and, <laughs> and talk to us again about that. Perhaps I will. <laughs> but um, I think it would be just sort of good to look at that because I think that there are some areas for possible future research. But again, I think by having something in place such as a policy like this, that's a good starting block and that's how you can then go a bit deeper and you can start thinking about longer term implications of how to create a more inclusive culture. 
I think that's a, a really important point, and I, and I wonder how many people um, initially understand that actually this is this is about more than just a um, uh, a new package that's being offered. It's you know. It, it runs much deeper than that. It's not just about improved paternity. It is about improving the health and well-being of of um, people. It is about um, looking after your your talent. It is about attracting new talent. It is, you know, about putting that that customer care that real estate always talks about for for clients and um, with to it to its people. It, it it it's so much more than just a package, isn't it? Yeah, and this definitely doesn't tick a box. Because that is something that I think it's unfortunately something that can be um, a perception that can be a bit negative on diversity and inclusion. But actually, as we know, inclusion is about everyone and mm. providing a good level playing field. And also, if we want people to bring their whole selves to work and also perform at their best, I think there has to be policy and culture and environment that actually creates that environment where people can thrive and succeed. Excellent. And so, your um, just to round us off, your sort of. Um, I guess outlook for um, Cushman and Waitful and the wider. Let's talk about the wider real estate um, industries progress that they're making around DNI, particularly around the I. I think, um, and whether you can see more um, more packages like this, more emphasis on the people within the businesses rather than you know necessarily that that hard bottom line yeah I mean that is quite a nice question to round <laughs> off on slightly um there's many layers to it I would say but I think one area from my observations of working in real estate I've also worked in retail as well so mm. I'm quite familiar with different matrices or where things may be a little bit challenging let's say but actually is that you can there's such a great ground out there to make some really bold steps partly because there hasn't been anything really happening in certain areas so much or in the stereotypical way but actually I think with all organizations um, in I'd say very much in defense of real estate actually is that they shouldn't always just follow what other sectors are doing because I think with diversity and inclusion work you should always always do things that relate to your people to your company and your values because obviously certain things would make no sense to you know if something works for a very specific sector in a particular way their matrix or their management structures are it's going to make no sense in real estate. The main thing is bringing people along on that journey and also never ever lose your opportunity to lead. This is the first step that we're taking um, amongst other steps that we've taken and I think they're the areas of what you, is what you have to do because typically when one person leads, others follow, so that's how you make the change. But I also think that across the sector, there are some great opportunities to collaborate more and actually to create some really good ways of working but also create best practice because... This is something that we've identified in a partnered structure and also in a structure for Cushman and Wakefield, a policy that would work for our business specifically. So again, that's again that extra care and consideration is something that I think has to be always put at the forefront of everything. I love never miss an opportunity to lead. That's brilliant. And and you're definitely leading on, on this. So um, well done with it. Um, I look forward to um, hearing it um, being put into practice and um, to speaking to you hopefully within two years, uh, but definitely in two years, about the, the impact that it's had on, on more than just parenting, um, which I think will be uh, fascinating. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us today.